Welcome to I Want to Put a Baby in You, a podcast exploring reproductive technology and life-changing stories. Here are your hosts, Jennifer White and Ellen Trackman. Welcome to I Want to Put a Baby in You. I am Jennifer White. I am here with my co-host of the podcast and also my awesome and incredible sister, Ellen <laughs> Hi, welcome. You just have to say that because I am your sister. I don't have to say it. I just like to say it. Mm, okay. Well, I like that. That's nice. I'm thankful for you as we go into Thanksgiving. Oh, Yay. I'm thankful for you too. Oh, so much love. <laughs> and for France and French food. Yes. We have oh, lo- yes. a lovely French couple on today that we are excited to share our interview with. Jen, do you have any good French, France stories to share? I, I guess I do. <laughs> we, we lived in Germany for four years, so we were 30 minutes from the French border and we used to drive over the border to a big store called Cora, which is like kind of like the equivalent of either a Target or a Walmart, you know, so just mm. big, big department store kind of thing where you can get groceries and clothes and all kinds of things like that. And we love mm. to just wander around and look, but neither of us spoke French. And so it made it a little problematic. <laughs> so, um, at, at least once, uh, Ryan said, he goes, it's okay. He goes, I really want to try that cheese, like behind the cheese counter. And you have mm-hmm. to order it. So they slice it just like in an American grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. And he walked up and then he sheepishly came back with the hugest tray, tray of cheese I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, what did you do? And he said, I tried to order 100 grams of cheese and apparently I ordered 1,000 grams of cheese. And it wasn't even good cheese is the worst part. Oh, no. That is the worst part. Oh, no. So we ended up having to throw most of it out because neither of us could stomach to eat it. Yeah, so that is one of my memories from France. Well, um, this is not comparable to bad cheese. This interview is great and worth ordering at least a thousand grams of. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is kind of a continuation from last week where we talked about This is the dads from Ghosts of the Republic. So we're really excited to have them on. All right. I know everybody is used to Ellen introducing us, but I am going to today because she is afraid to pronounce names. No, because you were practicing. <laughs> you were doing such a good job. You, were, you had so, so much practice there. Uh, we are here with Aurelian and Nicolas today. Hi. Did I do it right? Yeah. Hello. Woo! Winner nice. to start. Yay. <laughs> hey, welcome, guys. Like, we are really can excited. Can you do it to again in a French accent? I think, think people uh, appreciate that. No, I've no. lived in Germany, <laughs> and the and when I would go to France, they would they did not like my French at all. Oh. So no. <laughs> I, I, I'm okay. I will accept my shortcoming of not having a good <laughs> French accent. <laughs> so welcome, though. We're really excited to have you on. Um, Anybody who's a regular listener knows that uh, last week your movie came out, your documentary. So mm-hmm. we, we want to hear all about it. So tell us about yourself. So start at the beginning. How did you guys meet? I know it's in the documentary, but we want to hear it again. We, meet, uh, we met 16 years ago now uh, in a nightclub on the Champs-Élysées in Paris. Very romantic. Yeah. And since uh, this night, we live together. So wow, long time now, yeah. And yeah. I'm always curious if 
people talk children right away or if that was much later in your relationship or discussion? I think especially when you're gay, uh, it not comes out of the way at the beginning. But it's something that when you just met somebody, you just ask a few questions about how you see your life later, uh, how you see you, uh, how do you see um, life when you'll be older. Uh, and then step by step, you introduce the idea about having a child. Mm-hmm. But at that moment, it was uh, the only options in our mind was uh, to adopt a child in France. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what I was going to ask is, what, how was your path to, to this? Um, about adoption? Just in general, how was your path? So obviously, you know, you, you thought that adoption was your only path. So did you start in that direction at first? No. No, because uh, we knew that uh, adoption was really hard at that time in France because it was only single men who can adopt. Uh, so you have to lie to uh, the social um, inquiries to wow. be able to adopt a child. And it was only a child from abroad. And we knew that a lot of countries not allowed single men uh, to adopt. So um, we knew it was like, almost impossible. Yeah. Something I've heard from other guests in the United States is being a gay man and knowing early on, some people felt like they they couldn't have children and they grew up thinking that that just wasn't unfortunately an option for them despite how much they wanted it. I'm curious what your feelings were when you were younger, if that you felt it was an obstacle you wouldn't be able to overcome. Mm, for me, for example, when I, I, I talked to my parents uh, about um, my homosexuality, uh, I was 17. And I remember that time when uh, I said, okay, we, it was just the three of us. And uh, I said, okay, so I am 17. I'm sure that one thing that I'm gay and I'm going to live my life as a gay man. But um, How did they thing- react? Mm, quite well. I think they, they have something in, the, in their mind saying, okay, maybe it's an option for him. So it was not like a big surprise. Mm-hmm. And my parents are really open about that. So it was quiet. And I, I was the only one crying, saying, Aww. I'm going <laughs> to be sad all my life because I will not be able to have a family and to have children. So... Um, and my dad say, just you're 17 right now. Said you, you don't know what what life will be in a few years. Uh, wow, so wise words. Take time, live your 17 years old uh, guy life, and then you'll see what happens. Wow. So yeah. And Nicholas, what was your experience like when you were younger? Um, uh, it would. Almost, uh, almost the same. Uh, when you realize that you are not that, like you know, um, uh, everyone else, uh, you realize also that it will be complicated to build a family, to to be happy in the future, for you, for your family. Um, it was m- most complicated for me because my my sister is gay too as well. Um, oh, wow. So she's lesbian and she she. 
she told to my parents that she's lesbian before me. Okay, <laughs> that kind of came away. So, so just after this announcement, I had a, um, a big pressure on my shoulder that, uh, okay, uh, perhaps we will have um, um, grandsons uh, or daughter thanks to Nicolas because... Uh, is because we are only two in the in the in the family in the, the family of my, my in the children of my parents. Mm -hmm. So when I when I told them a uh, few years after my sister that I am that I that I am gay too, it was I think it was not a surprise also for for them, but <laughs> they were a little bit shocked. Um, And uh, first of all, my, 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 I know that my parents said in, in their head that they will be never uh, be grandparents in the future. And they were very afraid about what, will be, what, what my life will be in the future. Yeah. But, uh, but now I think they are the, the most happiest uh, grandparents in, mm. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, for sure, at the beginning, it's not so so easy to 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 realize that you are different, um, and that you realize that it will be for sure more complicated to build a family without the possibility, with a natural way, to have uh, kids. Yeah. So in the movie, I, I mean, obviously, it's or the documentary, it's very. It, it looks like everything happened fairly fast. Yeah. How long it did it take? Honestly, it was a big surprise for us because we 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 met um, the first time Crystal in October, and we and and Louise born uh, one year after. Oh wow. So that, that was bad. actually fairly quick. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only thing that takes time for us was the first time we met agencies in the US. Mm -hmm. um, when they announced the price of the whole journey, uh, we said, okay, at that time we were at our la late in, in our late 20s and we were not able to uh, pay for uh, that amount of money. So we had to wait around about five years to be ready to launch the, yeah, the project. Yeah. Yes, and after five years, we, we contacted the, the, only, the only girl where we work for an agency that um, we, were, we, were, we were still in contact with her. And because of her, the, the first contact with her and the, the first contact was very good, mm -hmm. we decided to contact her first. And, um, yeah, we contacted her in August. We met Crystal in uh, October, October and uh, October the year after Louise was born. Wow. That's yeah. pretty time, pretty fast. Yeah. And, I mean, the huge element that's unusual for your journey versus other intended parents and other international intended parents is you documented all of it. How yeah. did that come to be part of your journey? Uh, we had a friend in common uh, who was uh, making a documentary in Ukraine at that time. And uh, we at, it was a party in Paris one night and we talked about, he said he was living in LA and said, oh, in a few weeks we will be in LA because we're going to meet agencies. And uh, he said, oh yeah, about what? About surrogacy and said, but why are you coming to the US to have uh, a surrogacy journey? Yeah. And we said, because it's forbidden in France, and said, okay. 
And then starting, it said, okay, so when you, we, you, you're ready to, to, um, to launch your, your journey, just tell me, because if I'm ready to, to, to film it, I would be more than happy to, uh, to made, uh, to make a documentary. So um, three years after, three or four years after when we get married, he was here to start uh, the documentary. Nice. And can you tell listeners who aren't familiar with the law in France, what, what is France's view of surrogacy? So surrogacy is totally forbidden in France. Even agencies, even um, put people in contact, uh, even if it's not um, a business, everything is illegal. So you can be sued for that. And um, the thing is, even when you do it in a country where it's allowed, for example, the U.S., when you come back with your child, um, you have some um, some difficulties to have the um, all the legal parts done in France. So still now, like Louise, she turned five uh, mid October, and um, we are still not. Um, she has still not a full French papers, documents, uh, legally. Mm. And what's the viewpoint of people around you? What do you openly, I mean, I assume you're open since you have a public documentary, but when people find out that you had your children by surrogacy, are they openly judgmental? Are they supportive? Um, usually when the child is here, um, it's very different. Like people look at you very differently and um, they have a lot of questions and a lot of people doesn't even know how it works, uh, especially in the US, because they have in mind that uh, it's only rich people who buy babies to uh, poor people. Usually it's in their mind it's like that because the media uh, used to um, to talk about sad stories in India or in Thailand or because they just want, um, you know, to, to have an audience. So usually it's the way they present the thing. And so when you say no, for example, in the U S or in Canada, it's completely different. And, um, usually the, the thing that has surprised them is that we are still in contact with our surrogate said, Oh yeah, really? (laughs) Yes. Um, and when we explain the whole thing, what we go, what we're going through uh, for the whole journey, and uh, usually they're really supportive and say, "Yeah, I don't understand why it's not possible in France in in that particular um, case, you know, in uh, why it's not um, um, legal." So, so you're changing minds in France one yeah, person at a exactly. time. Step by step. It's more, we it's only have a, a few more million people to go. <laughs> it's easier in the in the US because in the US when we were at the hospital with you know two 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 dads with uh, kids, um, everybody around was very supportive and they said how it's great to to have kids through surrogacy and so um, it's it, there is a big difference between between the US and and France when we when we came back to France with our our kids, um, yes, we, we had a lot of questions in our heads, especially after one month passed in the in the U.S., where all around us was very supportive and 
very happy about our situation. But um, but now the, the you know the, the relation with our neighbors at school and with our family and with everybody they ask a lot of questions perhaps mm -hmm. uh, too too many questions um, <laughs> but but at the end um the feeling it's it's quite it's quite good but also perhaps we we are living in in paris yeah I don't Can know I ask in, you know in other smaller city in france yeah what questions do they ask do you find most ridiculous or <laughs> unexpected a lot, a lot of people say, you know, they can resume the situation that did you rent a vagina in, in the US? <laughs> so, um, it, it, it could, no, it, and, and for us, you know, it's, um, it's always not funny because yeah. um, it's, uh, it's uh, the wrong way that we, it's the opposite that we, we did our, um, uh, our experience uh, through surrogacy with Crystal, um, but also uh, in the other hand, people ask this um, because on TV in France, it's the the the, the only way that media presents surrogacy. It's in a in a bad way, in a wrong way, without you know cases like us, um, always with um, as uh, as Aurélien said, with. Uh, Yes, like a dramatic uh, situation um, in different different countries. Yeah, is this, as far as you know, the first documentary covering a French couple's journey through surrogacy? No, no. we saw we saw others. And, oh, great! Uh, yeah. It was the same way as as we, and there's some books also, and uh, yeah, there's some other way for for people to be to be aware about how it works in the U S and usually it's the same stories, uh, as, uh, uh, ours. Yeah. But I yeah. think perhaps five years ago when, when Jonathan, uh, started to record the documentary, it was, I think one of the first, but now, uh, five years later, uh, we, we, we then it's not a, a booming situation, but mm -hmm. more and more uh, gay people wants to have babies. Mm -hmm. uh, and also because it's, despite the fact that it's expensive, it's easier now to to do it. And uh, because of uh, more and more people, as more and more gay people as kids, you can you yeah you 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 can um, you can also have more information about it. So and other uh, other uh, you can find now uh, several documentaries regarding uh, the same topics. So for all those people saying or asking, did you rent a vagina? Tell us what the relationship really was with meeting Crystal and going through this with her. Yeah, it's, it's so complicated to talk about it because um, to explain people how we are close now with Crystal, it's, um, it's always difficult to find the words saying, um, if somebody asks you, why are you close with your sister? You just say, yeah, it's just because it's my sister, you know? <laughs> right. So it's the same for Crystal. It's because uh, she took care of uh, our kids twice during nine months. And we share so, so many intimate moments. Uh, Before, during, after. <laughs> and uh, so. yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, well, and, and that's something I actually want to loop back around because it was not... I don't believe it's in the documentary and the postscript in it. 
Uh, Crystal carried for you a second time as yeah. well. Yeah, Theodore yeah. turns two last uh, at the end of uh, summer. So yeah, and it, in the, it, it was exactly the same uh, journey for the second time. The only thing that uh, was different and that was really, really sad for uh, the three of us, Crystal, Nicholas, and me, it was because uh, we were um, aware that it was the last time. So... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's the sad part. <laughs> yeah, that's the only sad part of the story. So, yeah. If uh, if things were different, we were ready to to have those this whole experience a third time with Crystal, yeah. Yeah. You sure you don't want a third or fourth time? <laughs> <laughs> the, point is, the point is that we still have an embryo frozen in the US. So, yeah. <laughs> And do you have, what are your thoughts about that embryo? Sorry? And what are your plans or thoughts well, about what plans is that too, it's a big family already. <laughs> that's, that's very true. In France, that isn't a bigger family. <laughs> yeah. In terms of the, the journey generally, what surprised you the most about going through this that you you didn't expect despite all of your research? I think it was the human relationship mm -hmm. it, yeah. with the whole, like with the whole people we met. Yeah, with like, the agency. Course, uh, especially with Crystal. Uh, with Crystal, with Diana. With the, Diana, the with our donor. Um, we have a very special relationship with her also. And uh, the, whole, the whole people we met from the nurse at the hospital to the the agency the at the clinic and the, the doctors yeah so it was the human mm. the human uh, relations yeah. yeah and i i thought you went about it just so thoughtfully so especially if you don't mind talking about the egg donation part it's so common here still that people don't meet the donor before but it looked like that was something that was important to you and you insisted on do you want to tell us a little bit about your thinking and your process going into to that part of of having a child um yeah for us it was like important to have something more to tell to our child and uh, that just some pictures on the website you know, and uh, some medical and uh, uh, degrees background. So um, we, we thought that um, maybe, for example, uh, if I had to choose uh, someone saying, okay, some, somebody's going to be part of my life and uh, you just have to choose him or her on pictures and uh, it doesn't mm -hmm. look like the reality. So, um, so for us, it was really important. And uh, at the moment we met Diana, we were sure that uh, we made the, the right decision, that we, we can talk to her, we can uh, have some more information on both sides. It was the same for her too. And we know that she tried to, to give uh, a second time without uh, knowing the, the family. And for her, it was really different also. So... Um, mm -hmm. Really different, as in it wasn't as positive, right? No, I don't think so, yeah. Yeah. Has she met your children? Yeah. yeah. That's great. We, we are lucky because uh, Crystal and Diana live uh, 15 minutes from each other's. So every time we go to Vegas, it's really easy to see everyone. 
And uh, so she met uh, Louise uh, several times and uh, she met uh, Theodore when she when he was born. And we don't have the opportunity to go to the US this year because we were supposed to go in April, but because so, nobody has had the opportunity to travel anywhere this year, basically. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but of course, uh, next time we are going there, she we, she gonna meet Theodore uh, older than the last time she saw him. Oh. That was actually one of my favorite uh, points in the entire documentary was when she was uh, holding uh, Louise after she was born. That yeah, was so yeah very emotional. Yeah. 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 It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, what elements of doing it with a documentary do you think may have changed the experience or made it different than for those not being filmed every second of this, of this process? Um, maybe the attention we got from everyone all along the way. Um, maybe at the clinic or uh, in the hospital or um, everywhere else every, everywhere else yeah and also because you know when you are you are not um, uh, fluent in english and when you are when we are when you have meeting in in english regarding law regarding medical things the fact that there is a camera recording everything it's mm -hmm. um, it's reassure uh, a little bit, um, and you you know that the guy in front of you tells the truth. <laughs> you can also go back and watch it again to make sure you yeah. understood it, right? <laughs> yes. the, the camera open doors. Um, we, yeah. I, I'm quite sure that it will be easier for us to to have some access to different things because of the camera and because of a future advertisement about, you know, the documentary and people who are inside um, and they, and for sure they want to be very supportive, positive, finding solutions. Um, for sure it will be, it will be helpful. And, and, and you, you know, during the, this documentary, we were closer and closer with, uh, with the Jonathan and he, he, he gave us some advices. Um, so we were not, we were not alone, you know. Um, we are always, a lot of time we were with him. Sometimes it was, um, uh, um, complicated because sometimes you want just to be alone without any cameras. But on the other hand, it helps a lot. And at the end, we are more than happy to have this documentary for us, for also, um, you know, people like us that wants to have babies, but also for our kids. Uh, and I know that um, uh, there is a Louise started in, already uh, saw the, 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 the documentary, and uh, and Jonathan just after the documentary printed the um, you know um, a book of pictures of the documentary for Louise. And I think for for our kids, it's um, it's nice and it's fun to have, you know, their story filmed. Yeah. Did it cause any complications along the way too? I, I know Crystal, we, she came on our podcast quite a while back and she talked about that her husband was not willing to be part of the filming process. 
Um, did were there other complications that came up? People who either were unwilling or in closed no, doors. From the beginning, it, it was clear be- between uh, the Jonathan and, and us saying, "Okay, w- we are going to make our journey as we want to 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 do it." So, if there are any complication, the um, the most important thing it's our journey. It's not the documentary. So if you have some problem, you have to deal with it, but it's not our problems, you know? So um, no. We- the idea was not to, for example, to change the donor or the surrogate because she doesn't want to be in the documentary. Yeah. So right. we, 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 we decided and we prefer to be honest with the Jonathan and to say at the beginning, if the surrogate doesn't want to be filmed and we want this um, you know, the, the surrogate will not change, will we not change our, you know, the, our decision for your documentary. And he said, wow. hey, uh, it's, it's my job to negotiate. <laughs> So it sounds like it was very lucky that both Crystal and Diana were willing to be part of the documentary. I know it was harder for for Diana to be a film. It was like more difficult for her. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, What of the process did you find the scariest or the, the most difficult? I think uh, if if you ask the question to Crystal, it will be the, the same answer. I think it will be mm. the, the the first time, the, the second time that when we met when she was pregnant, and um, we uh, we had the bad news that there there were a risk to for Louis that she could have the Down syndrome. Yeah, so, not to not to ruin, you know, to to a spoiler the the video the documentary, but it sounds like it was a mistake, right? That they yeah, had, I know had some misinformation that was given no, to it guys. Was very 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 complicated for for hers for her, and when we met second time, just before this meeting, to um, regarding the the you know like a DNA meeting, uh, it was. Um, yeah, I th- for me it was the most the bad part of uh, our our story. Even if after you know it was more uh, um, bad, bad joke. Uh, yeah, and I can remember when we realized that they made a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, and and it. You know, it was uh, Jonathan was had hair, was, was there with his camera, and I. It will it will be for me unbelievable that in the U.S. it's possible to make this kind of mistakes. That it's it's it seems so huge that it's impossible to do this, and they they did. Yeah. Right, as an honest documentary too, where you think everyone would be extra careful, right? Yeah, exactly. But the moment you know before, when you have to live with the idea of there is a huge risk to have um, to have a, a baby with Down syndrome, with all these consequences, because we when we signed the contract with Crystal, we we uh, we agree on the fact that if the baby has the Down syndrome. Um, uh, we will not, you know, we will not continue the the process. So um, it will be very hard to to live with this um, before the the meeting. Yeah, 
For sure. And that's um, very fortunate that it, it ultimately didn't become yeah. a choice that you had to make. So for me, it was the bad, um, you know, the, the bad moment of, of all the, the two stories. Oh, absolutely. What was the, the best moment? I mean, I can, I can almost guess it often is, you know, the birth, but for you the guys. Birth, yeah. <laughs> I know that like, um, to, when we are able to meet each other every time, it's, all the time, the best moment of this whole journey. Every time when she, when Crystal is coming to Paris, when we are able to when to, to, to go to Vegas, and every time it's you realize that uh, you have this link that that exists forever, you know, and your link between uh, all of us are linked be, because of those uh, two child, and it's just uh, you realize that it's just magic. Uh, and um, yeah. you, you cannot be uh, so uh, you're so thankful of everything, you know, when you, you you are able to leave those moments. Yeah. So we're interviewing you before the release of the documentary. Are you worried about um, how I'll be perceived or any backlash locally or in France from once the the documentary is released? No, don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's good. And and legally, you're you're not. There's no concern once you go, even though it's not legal there, that you can go abroad and there's no um, negative consequences for you. No, no. Home. no. It's just details that makes uh, things complicated in France to have the whole uh, legal part cleared, but. Uh, it, it, you, we will not have bad consequences about that now. That's good. So aside from uh, recommending to everyone that they at least pretend to do a documentary so everyone's on their best behavior, what <laughs> advice would you have for others who might be thinking about taking this path to parent to being parents? I think, I think it depends on, you know, I, I'm not sure that there is one rule that... <laughs> That could that you can copy to to the others, and and for, and to be honest, I'm I'm the first uh, su surprise now that the the links between uh, us and Crystal and Diana is so strong. Um, if you 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 ask me this question before, uh, I'm not sure that I will say to you uh, for sure we will we will keep we will be. Uh, in touch uh, five years after the um, the burst, because a lot of things happened during during the process, and we, it was very important for us uh, to to each to to meet everybody in person in real. Um, but I can also understand that some of them, some of couple, doesn't want to. Um, so I think there is there is no rules. I think it's it's very important to be in confident and to be in confident with with uh, in your couple in in yourself and with uh, the other uh, people involved but after uh, I'm, i can imagine that there is a, a lot of stories like um, you in for heterosexual couple i think it's it's the same you you know each story it's different compared to the others and unfortunately it's the case
And there is only, you know, there is only uh, one crystal in the world, so it's... Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> no it's one knows, luckily. Yeah. <laughs> no, our crystal. <laughs> yeah. How is life going now, um, raising two young kids, and unfortunately during a pandemic? Right, especially during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. That's why we don't want the third one. <laughs> oh. uh, don't ask Ellen how many she has then. <laughs> no, it's like uh, every every family. It's like sometimes we don't even realize that uh, we've been through the whole thing, and um, it's just when people are talking to us about uh, we, that we are going to the US. We spend so much time, so much money, and uh, so much energy. Uh, to have those child, but in our everyday life, it's just like we have two child and we raise them as as the the best as we can, and that's it. And and we don't sleep. We made mistakes, <laughs> <laughs> like like all of us, right? <laughs> we give a lot of love. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think the the documentary is beautiful and it's an amazing thing that you are willing to to share this entire story and journey with others and to let people be be part of your life so closely, even though it was, you know, interfering with your privacy at times. I think it's um can be really educational and helpful for, for others. So Thank you for being part of this and um, you. allowing it thank out you. in the world and for spending your time for this, um, for getting a chance to chat with you about it. Thank you for your time too. Thank you to Aurelian and Nicholas for joining us and sharing more insight and um, about their documentary and their story. And if you haven't watched it yet, go out and watch Ghost of the Republic. It is so good. Yeah, you, I think you can find it on iTunes is my understanding right now. <laughs> as soon as so. you review the podcast and you're at iTunes anyway, then you can click right? on the documentary. We just save you time and effort. While you you're do there. both things one-stop shopping all the way through. <laughs> uh, speaking of shopping, though, right? Haha. Uh-huh. One more time yes. and then I'll, I'll stop stop hammering it. But it's, it's coming up to Christmas, so everybody has to be getting like... Get, getting ready to shop and this is the closest we get to Black Friday because we don't do that because we're, I don't know, you know. Um, but, can we get a Black Friday code for this? So if you're shopping on um, Black Friday, you can use well, Sperm10 as the Sperm10. This is coming out on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So I guess it would still be good for Black Friday. You can still use it before, but also on Black Friday. Or Cyber Monday. so on Black Friday. Uh, right or small business Saturday all those yes exactly any of those days you may still use that coupon code because we love our listeners (laughs) and we just want you to be able to have things that have our logo on it because it's fun so um thank you to everybody who listens to everybody who makes us incredible who um actually you know speaking of people who we should be thanking and adding to that thanks list is so we always thank Amanda and Tyler on our team and we always thank Chris at Workerbird Studios but we have a new team team member Tim yes. who actually has been the one who has been responsible for us having merchandise Ooh, so that's true welcome and thank you Tim huge, exactly thank you Tim for uh, allowing us to have a little more fun in our lives <laughs> so that we have mugs and I have definitely have t-shirts that have our logo on it now and it's it, it makes me happy and makes me smile every time. So uh, you all go out and add a little more joy to your life. And thank you for listening to this. <laughs>